Amen. Well, we've got something to celebrate today, don't we? I said, we got something to celebrate today, don't we? Yes, indeed we do. Because we serve a risen Savior, a live God. And that's what I get so excited about, man, when we get to share and see the living God transform through our lives and the community and our families into the world. That's what I want to talk about today. So today, our message is this, eternal redemption. And it means this, a one-time payment for the sins of the whole world. Can you say the whole world? The whole world. See, that angel didn't move that rock away to let Jesus out. He rolled that rock away, that stone away, so we could see that he is risen. Amen? That's what I love about the, the story of Jesus. It just keeps getting more gooder, more gooder, more gooder. Right? Very good. I thought I'd catch a couple of people say, we can't say that at school. Well, you know what? God is awesome and God is for you. And I'm going to tell you today, I am thankful to have each and every one of us here today um, that we can be hearing about the good news of Jesus Christ. Amen. So what does it mean that he is risen? I started thinking about that. You know, a lot of times we, we get kind of complacent. We get used to hearing this, you know, happy resurrection day and stuff. But today I want to give you the nuts and bolts of the greatest love story ever told. All right. What it means for him being risen is this. The good news is this. It is that he defeated the devil. A good place to say amen right there. Amen. Right? What else did he do? He conquered death. Amen. There you go. And guess what? It means because he is raised from the dead, our sins are forgiven. Past, present, and future when we put our faith and trust in Jesus. That's what I'm talking about. See, when we're talking about when I was praying this week and uh, even before this, getting ready to, to, to put this together. And I read this term right here, eternal redemption. I want to talk a little bit about that. Eternal means this. Without end, lasting forever, always existing. See, a lot of times we just say things and we don't really break it down and get the full meaning of it. And redemption means to be delivered, rescued, atoned for our guilt, and purchased. You see what I'm saying? Now, now let's look at that. Eternally, eternal redemption. Man, without end. It doesn't wear off. It's not like a car loan in 60 months. It's, it's done. It's finished. Because Jesus made the perfect sacrifice, right? Our sin debt has been paid in full. Now, I want to pull out a few other things I want to talk about before we go to the next slide. The Bible says this. If you've got your notes, write this down. I didn't put it on the screen, but I want you to have this available to you. 1 Corinthians fifteen seventeen says this. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. Did you hear that? And if Christ has not been raised then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. But see, let me tell you, that empty tomb, you know what that means? That is a heavenly receipt showing that God has risen his son to life. And so guess what? We don't have to worry about that, do we? Because we are in Christ when we put our faith and trust in him. So we were dead, right? We were dead in our sin. He paid the sin debt in full. And see, this is what I don't understand when I talk to people. They think this. And I have to get them straight on this sometimes. I said, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap with that. That's good stuff right there. He comes to make us alive. So the question is, friends, are you alive in Christ today? You guys going to have to talk more on that? Yes, indeed. All right, let's keep rolling here. Did I, did I jump the gun there? Man, Tim, I got a new battery in this thing. I don't know how to act, man. It's like ready to go. Well, let's dig into some word. If you got your Bibles, we're in Hebrews 10, verse 11 and 12. If not, feel free to look at it up here, and we're going to dig in, all right? Now, under the old covenant, the priest stands and ministers before the altar day after day, offering the same sacrifices again and again. Somebody say again and again. Yeah. 
again and again, which can never take away sin. Oh, good news is coming. But our high priest, Jesus, offered himself to God as a single sacrifice for sin. Good for all time. Let's hear that one time. Good for all time. Then he sat down in the place of honor at God's right hand. See, that's the place of honor. And now I'm going to tell you what. When we're in Christ, guess what? We're with Jesus. Guess what? We got a good spot, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So now I want you to look at this here. And, and, and as I pull this out, we've been studying a few things like this on Tuesday night. And, and I want you to look at this back to the scripture here. Under the old covenant, the priest stands day after day. Why is he standing? Because it ain't finished yet. Why is Jesus sitting? Because it's finished. You see what I'm saying here? The old is always a, a foreshadowing of the new. So we get a good glimpse of what's coming, but we got it. We got it today when we call on the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. I'm going to put this over here before I hurt myself. Here we go. Whew, trap him in. So he says, day after day, repeating the sacrifice because it could never take away the sin. It only covered sin. It only covered sin. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ removed the sin. This is good news. This is why we get excited. This is the deal. But don't just let it sit in your heart today. Let that thing grow and grow. And so that you're working and walking in the fullness of this every day. Like I said, he sat down at God's right hand as a place of honor. He didn't sit down just because he's God's son. And he always is and always has been, always will be. I don't think that thing's usually that close, is it? I'm going to get up in the middle. I told you I'm going to hurt myself. There we go. So he sat down at the place of honor because it is finished. Now, see, a lot of times we want to add to what God's done, but we don't need to. And a matter of fact, if we try to, we actually insult him. Huh? Come on. That's a good place to say amen. I'm going to have some. Man, when I hear that tape, I'm going to say, man, them guys were on it today. But you know what? So many times we want to add to it. Well, I'll do this and I'll help God. If we want to help God, just listen to God and be obedient to God. And then he'll move through you so that he can bless the world. Amen. So others can see in your life what's going on. See, that's what's so cool in my life. I got a lot of flaws, right? And God's working all the time. But you know what? When people say, what you doing now? I say, oh, I'm a preacher. They go, what? I go, God's good. And they say, God will use anybody. I said, I know. And I'm one of the anybody's. Are you anybody? Somebody? God says you're somebody. That's what I want you to know today. You are somebody in Christ. You are somebody in Christ. So the work of the cross, listen to this, was perfect and complete. Perfect and complete. Right? Jesus effectively and successfully paid for all our sin. Man, how can y'all be quiet? How can you be quiet? I thought they'd be mad. Where's the tambourine? Break that tambourine out. I'm play it myself. So he overcame so we can overcome. Right? He overcame so we could overcome. And he was our substitute. He was the one that came in. He paid a debt he did not owe because he took our place because we had a debt we could not pay. You hear what I'm saying? He paid a debt he didn't owe because we had a debt we couldn't pay. But he said, I love you so much, Tim. I love you so much, Daryl. Everybody, that I'm going to pay the price in full. Will you trust me? Will you believe me? Wow. Today I hope that answer is yes. Yes, Lord, yes. So look at this. The heart of God in action for his children is the cross. But you know, Friday was kind of a tough day, right? When we think about it, it's good to reflect on what sin cost. If we really thought about what sin cost, we probably wouldn't be dabbling in it, right? 
But see, a lot of times I heard a guy, a friend of mine say one time, he says, you know, it's, it's the problem is we don't hate sin. I said, what are you talking about? He said, we hate what sin does. See, we hate when we get caught up in it. But see, if we really hated sin, we wouldn't mess with it. You know, I don't like uh, oysters. I'm not going to eat no oysters. I don't want no oysters. And my mother-in-law is a great cook, and I'm sure she can, she can make a rock taste good. But I don't want no oysters, right? So guess what? I don't have to deal with oysters because I don't like them. I don't like to say hate, but I, I, I don't like them, right? But guess what? If I took that same attitude towards sin, I wouldn't get hung up in sin. I say, like, I ain't messing with that. I'm not messing with that. You see how simple it is? Why do we make it hard? Because we're still dealing with this flesh right here. But you know what we said about the sin? He said all, didn't he? Where are we at here? A single sacrifice for sins. Good for all time. So when you get in an argument with your sweetheart on the way here, guess what? Just give it to God. And he says, back to ground zero. Later on today, when you blow it, just say, God, thank you for your grace. And let's get back in the game. Listen what I'm saying. I'm saying God's grace is greater than our sin. Don't abuse the grace. Right? Right? Because look how it works. If I love you, it's coming from the inside out. And what I mean, I don't want to offend you because you're my friend, because I love you, because you're my wife, you're my son, my partners, right? So see what I'm saying? It's about a relationship. If I just go, I'm never going to do that again. I'm not going to do that again and try to do it in my own strength. That's not going to happen. But when my heart's been transformed by the power of God's love, guess what comes out? The love of God. So, I I mean, I I had this in here, but I'm going to tell you right now. I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of businesses, okay? So the reason I say that is because you ain't going to know who it is. But I talked to a friend of mine this week, and, man, he had a tough week. He had a tough week, and it's tough running your own business. And he called me, and he said, man, you got a minute. I'm thinking I better because he's about to blow. And I start talking to my buddy. He says, I have this guy working for me for such and such time. He said, man, I had him fixed up on a raise and I asked him to do X, Y, Z. And he did P, D, Q or, you know, he just did the total opposite. He's like, and I asked him, did you do that? And he goes, no, not me. He said, what? It's you. No, it's not me. He said, I want you to think about this a little bit. And he said, I'm going to get back with you. And he called me. He says, he says, if that guy don't come straight you get clean with me? He said, he has gone come tomorrow. Guess what I was working on? Eternal redemption. I was working on some grace. Boy, praise God, God working on that man's behalf, right? And I, I said, really? I said, you sure that's what happened? He says, yeah. So I let my friend talk. I said, you know what? He said, well, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm just working on the message. He said, what's the message about? I said, about God's grace. He said, oh, he said, I said, isn't it funny from cover to cover? God's about restoration. He said, uh-huh. Because, man, I tell you, man, it, it was a tough spot for my buddy. I said, well, let me, t- let me tell you a little bit more about it. I said, you know, from cover to cover, God's always trying to restore his people. When they blow it, he still tries to restore them. There's a price to pay sometime. Sometimes we got to sit a game out or something, right? But you know what? He's always about restoration. So what'd you call me about? Um... I was just kind of kicking around an idea. I said, how could God use you to restore that man? Mm. He says, you know what? You know what I love about the truth? He says, it never changes. But sometimes it hurts. Right? I said, uh, I said, well, pray about it, man. I said, is there a way that you can represent Christ through this situation 
to draw that guy closer? He says, only the Lord knows. <laughs> only the Lord knows. I said, well, why don't we pray about it? He goes, okay. Because sometimes we don't want to pray about it. We just want to, man, I'm telling you, you did this, whoo, the gavel falls. But aren't you glad when the gavel fell on us, right? Our sin debt was paid. See, that's the whole thing. And that this week, as I worked this message, I was sharing that with my friend. I didn't tell him what to do. I just told him what God was showing me that he did for me. And what God did for everybody else. But see, my buddy loves the Lord. And he knows the word. And he just needed to let off a little steam. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to be praying about that. And so when I prayed, I said, God, give him wisdom, give him favor, give him understanding, and let him represent you well in this situation. He said, okay. I said, give me a call. Man, next day, I called him. He didn't answer. I waited till lunch. He didn't call. I sent him a text. He didn't answer. I'm thinking, Lord, <laughs> Woo, let's see what's happening. He called me. He says, hey, man. He said, I got to talk to that guy. And he says, I told him exactly the way I felt about what happened. No yelling, no screaming, no anything. And I told him what it cost. And I told him what was going on. And he said, you know what? We got a good understanding of what's going on now. I said, uh, did he fire him? He said, no. I've been talking to him on the phone most of the day. Sorry, Mr. Call. Everything's going good. Isn't that good? That's God's restoration through God's people. And guess what? Did he feel the sting of it a little bit? I, I think he may have. But you know what? Boy's got a job today. And he's got respect for my friend because he didn't just go off. He said, let me, let me explain to you what's going on here. Let me tell you about the grace of God in my life. And let me share that grace of God in your life. But you know what? Let's work together and focus on God so we can be the best we can be. Give the Lord a hand clap on that, man. I tell you, that's a powerful message. That's God moving every day, every day. Well, let's keep this thing rolling now. Here we go. Now, this is my, my, my main verse I had. And I want you guys to look at this real close. Hebrews 9, 12. See, we have to make it personal. My buddy had to make that personal with that fellow. We have to make it personal with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Because you can't live on my faith and I can't live on your faith or we can't live on your grandmama's faith. It's got to be between you and God. You say, well, my, my daddy plays guitar and the band. Well, that's great. Get some spoons and join in because it's about a personal relationship with Christ. You can't live on somebody else's faith. But you know what? You can walk with them. And guess what? If they're walking close with God... They will show you and God will use them in a way to draw you closer to him. Amen. But it's an individual thing, isn't it? That's what I love. God, as big as the universe is, that's nothing for him. When he reaches down and hears your voice, I hear you. I forgive you. I'll save you. I'll take you right where you are, but I love you too much to leave you there. All right. So look at me there. It says, with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all times. See, we're getting this all again. I love that all, right? And secured our redemption for a week. No, I didn't say that, did it? Oh, it said forever, right? That's what I'm talking about. That's the power of God's love. That's the power of God's blood. See, a lot of times we go, well, what's all this blood about? We talked about it in weeks past, and I won't go all back into it, but let me tell you, life is in the blood. And Jesus poured out his life-giving blood to give us life. So when we receive that, let me tell you, that's what it's all about. So I want you to listen to this real good here. He said, you got to make it personal. Today, I want to know, have you made it personal? Have you made it personal about receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You know, we have eternal redemption in him. 
I had a friend of mine had a Facebook post one time and it says, you know, what other people believe and this and that. You know, somebody say religion, they'll say Baptist, someone say this. I love what he had. He, he put on his, he said, redeemed, redeemed by the blood of the lamb, redeemed by what Jesus did for him. So he didn't get caught up in everything else. He went to the heart of the matter, right? See, God goes to the heart of the matter. Our hearts are sinful. But what he wants to do is cleanse that in our life when we call on the name of Jesus. And like I said, I love this because it's for eternity. It's for eternity. So as we go through this today, there's a lot of people that are just coming here today. They're just passing through. They think they are. But you know what? God knows where you're at. And he's got this message for you because I prayed about it. And I know he does. Right? And, and my buddy said, what you going to preach on? I said, Jesus. He said, didn't you do that last week? I said, I do it every week. Preaching about Jesus. Now, you can apply it in a whole lot of different ways. But if you don't get square one, peg one, guess what? Them promises are not for you. See, that's what gets me. That's why I get so uh, like this sometimes. When I talk to people and I say, hey, how was church? They go somewhere else or whatever. And I'm not jumping on anybody's back. And I said, well, tell me what the message was. They said, oh, love your neighbor and this and this and this. I said, did they give some people a chance to give their life to Christ? He goes, oh, no. Guess what? That won't happen here because you're going to have a chance today to come on back to God. You're going to have a chance today. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, today's the day. It's a divine appointment. So it starts here. It starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ, who with his own blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered into the most holy place one time for all and secured redemption forever. See, we need to believe and receive that. It's not enough to just hear about that. You go, oh, that's, not, that's nice. No, it's not nice if you haven't received it. Because if you haven't received that, guess what? The only thing left is hell. See, a lot of people don't want to talk about that. Not trying to scare you, trying to inform you. Because I love you, amen? So we need to make it personal and we need to believe and receive. Let's roll on through here, all right? Now, before we go to that, I had a couple of little things I wanted to share off my hand down. See, when I think about being paid in full, I go right back when I was a little kid, man. And my dad would save up and save up and save up and we'd go get something. And he'd pay for it. And he had a guy, right, paid in full on it. And he'd give me that bicycle or whatever it is. He says, it's yours. Woo! Paid in full. See, he didn't know nothing about a charge card. Never had a charge card, right? See, this is what happens. Like the old is kind of like a charge card, right? The Old Testament, it's kind of like a charge card. It's a covering. But when you got to make the payment, that's the real deal. Jesus made the payment, right? Paid in full. So what do we say he paid in full? Everything. Everything. Paid in full. Your guilt. Right? Sin. Lies. Shortcomings. Addictions. Fear. Bondage. To just name a few. But what, did you, what did you get in return? Excuse me. Now you have life. You have freedom. And you have grace. See, that's the message of God. God's love and God's grace for us. But you've got to believe and receive. So how do we believe and receive, buddy? Well, you know what? We share these verses every week. And you know what? If somebody came up to you and asked you to, and brought a Bible to you and said, can you tell me how I can know that I'm saved? I pray each one would be able to open that Bible and share and show them from the word of God that they know that they're secure in Christ when they do the following, right? When they, they put their faith to work. It says this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How many know that confession is a pretty, pretty important thing? You know what? Most of the time what we're confessing is I can't believe my legs hurt. 
I can't believe I don't have. I can't believe. And guess what I mean? We're just setting the course, setting the course, setting the course. And that brain's going, you don't have. You're hurt. You don't have this. You don't have this. And we're taking it. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So what does doubt come by? Right? If we start speaking a lot of doubt, guess what? You know, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. But you know what? We need to be speaking the word of God. If the confession is going to, going to be that important, say the right thing. Amen. Get your heart aligned with God's word. All right. So let's go on here. Verse 10 it says, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Two times confessing. Isn't that something? Huh? It ties in, doesn't it? It ties in. Let's go on. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. And we go into 13, it says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you know what? A lot of times people just say, well, I, you know, I believe, I think, yeah, you know. But, but today you're going to have the opportunity to make it real, make it yours, make it personal, to believe and receive. So I want you to write these three things down here. What God has done for us here. We now have a clean conscience because of what Jesus has done. We are freed from death sting and we can live to serve God. See, we're so used to living for ourselves. If this thing doesn't get transformed in here, you're going to continue to live for yourself. But when you call on the name of the Lord, he'll take you right where you're at and start working and drawing you in. But guess what? You need to fill up on it. Don't just stop by to get, it, get, get filled up once a, once a month or once a year. Man, the relationship is daily, hourly, minutely. All right. I see a lot of couples in here all sitting all close and everything. All the married couple got about two, two seats between them. I'm teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just seeing. But you know what? If you were with your sweetheart and you hung out and you said, baby, you beautiful. And you just went to work every day for a year and everything else and you came back. You're going to have a lonely light bulb at your house because you need to tell her. You need to show her. And it ain't wouldn't hurt. I like hearing it myself. Every now and then. Right? So it works both ways. What did you say you love me? <laughs> I know she did. You were thinking it, weren't you? But you know, that's the whole thing. And I'm talking about relationship, guys. You've got to invest in a relationship. You've got to invest in a relationship. Because when the waves come in, guess what? If it's not built like this and it's not built on the, on the, on the rock of God's word, it's going to shift. And it's going to shake. And I'm going to tell you what, that's why it needs to be the foundation. When I marry people, I always say, well, where's Jesus at in your life? You know, let's talk about this a little bit. And it's not that I don't want to marry them. I want them to have a successful marriage. So, so I said, well, how, how, if, how will you raise your children? Well, just ask a couple questions. How will, how will you work the money situation? And I, I counseled a, a group, uh, uh, two people, a couple of people uh, last month. And they looked at me like, what? <laughs> what? You know, that's a good idea. I said, like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's talk about that. And so we were able, especially if they got a blended family, see? Because you got little Johnny going over here on this weekend and got Sally Sue going over here and everything. And are, are they in Christian homes? Hey, when we had to deal with that, I, my prayer was that he'd be in two Christian homes, right? So at least you got that to going right here. That's that, that together because, you know, we want the best. Right. So what else do we got here? We are freed from sin's power. We have the promise of God, the peace of God through the son of God. See, if you don't have that in your relationship right now, I'm talking about first the relationship with Christ then a relationship with your mate and your family. But see, it all starts here. It all starts here. So what I'm saying is we have the promise of God. 
the peace of God through the Son of God. Now, another story. How are we looking? We're doing good. Saturdays is my run the roads, take care of mama day. I hit the bank. I hit the food line. I hit big lots. I'm getting the bargains and everything else. So my first stop yesterday was at the bank. And you know I'm a little shy about sharing my faith, right? Not. So I went up and I didn't see my regular girl at the bank. There's a young fellow over there. Man, he was like, he's ready. I said, how you doing? I knew you weren't from around there. He said, can I see some ID? I said, you sure can. Here you go. I said, what you going to do this weekend, man? He goes, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll visit my folks or something. I said, oh, really? I said, it's a special weekend, isn't it? He says, yeah. I said, uh, I translate the resurrection over to, it's, it's Easter. Easter weekend, he said. Yeah. He said, uh, yeah, I'll get, uh, I guess I'll let the young kids get the eggs and everything. I said, babe, do you know, do you know what's about Jesus rising from the dead? He goes, can I say that idea again? I said, yeah, here you go. And the girl said, hey, Pastor Chapman, how you doing? I said, hey, baby, how you doing? And he said, oh, I got one now. This guy's just, let me just give him his money back. Let me just give him his money back. Well, you have a great day, sir. Okay. I know he wanted to look at that and say, who is this man? Because if he comes over next time, I'm going to be ringing my drawer up. Right? So I didn't say anything, but I did have the opportunity. I said, man, it's so much more than that, my friend. That's about what God did for us. I said, have a great day. He said, okay, thanks. So I left there. I said, man, that's, you know, okay. So then I went on down to Big Lots, right? Now, this was your young guy. No, I went to McDonald's. I went to McDonald's and they got two women, so you know they're going to hear it twice, right? You know, I, I'm going to hit them twice with, with McDonald's, right? I said, hey, what's going on in there? He said, hey, it's all right. They're making change and everything, man. They're getting with it. I said, man, you know what today is? They go, they go uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Saturday. I said, yeah, that's good, right? I said, guess, guess. I said we're, we're halfway there. We're good. I said, guess what, man? Tomorrow is Sunday. Yes, you're doing good. Here we go. How many fingers? Here we go. And, you know, because they they're just trying to, like, I don't know where this guy's coming from. I don't want to scare him. I just want to inform him, right? I said, man, tomorrow is a resurrection day. He goes, it is. I said, yeah. I said, man, as a Jesus, we, man, as a believer, man, we celebrate that he is, he is alive. He goes, I said, that's good. I said, yes, that's good. So I went on to the next window. But they, they, they acted like they'd never heard the story before. So I go to the next one, the same thing. You know, all she want to do is give me french fries and go. Yeah, oh, do you need fries? Do you need this? Have a great day. I said, okay, maybe it's me. You know, I don't know. But I get excited about that. So then I went on to Big Lots. I only got two more stores. It won't take long. All right. Went to Big Lots. And these were young folks. And I'm going to tie this in. I'm not against young folks. I love young folks. That's why I'm telling you what I'm talking about. Right? So I went to another guy and I was at Big Lots, uh, Save Lots. He was up there, older gentleman. Boom, I said, hey, how you doing? I said, man, what you got going this week? He said, oh, let me tell you. He said, I'm going to count my blessings. I said, oh, yeah, bring it on. I just slowed it right on down. I put that little thing right there behind my, my baked beans. Slowed it down so everybody had to wait. And I got this guy started telling me about what God has done in his life. I said, that's amazing, right? So then I went to one more stop and I went to Food Line. And there was another young guy there. And he looked like I had just landed from Mars when I said something about that. You know, he goes, really? Really? I go, yeah. Why did I tell you all this? Because you know what? We need to have the church filled up with some young folks so they hear the word. Because back when we were studying this out and we went to one of these movies not too long ago, Monumental was talking about how, our, how things in our government and things in the, in the state have changed so much. Taking the Bible out. Taking God out of the schools. And that started about 1963 for the most part. See, the people I talk to are a byproduct of that. They didn't know. They didn't know. You know? So we need to be training our kids up. 
We need to be getting the word in our kids. That's what I'm saying. So when you young couples think about, well, I might get married someday, everything. Oh, good. Build it on the foundation of Jesus Christ. That way you can have your families built on the foundation of Jesus Christ. I didn't say everything's going to be lovey-dovey and never going to have a problem. But I'm going to tell you what, if you don't have the anchor of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, them waves are coming. And they're coming regardless if you got them or not. But the good news is this. Jesus is in the boat when you know him in your heart. Amen? Amen. Let's keep rolling here. So take a look at this, guys. Everybody doing good? Say amen. Amen. All right, let's read this scripture here. You were dead because of your sins, and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away, then God made you alive with Christ, for he forgave all your sins, right? He canceled the record of your charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Amen. So past, present, and future, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're forgiven. That's good news. That's good news. Our sins are are forgiven. And it's not because God's soft. It's because God's righteous and holy. And God justifies us. Through Jesus Christ. Just as if we never sinned, right? I heard this yesterday. I said, man, I gotta write this down. Said this. Said, Jesus had nails in his hands and a cross on his back, but he had you on his mind. Isn't that something? All that time, when he on Friday, when he was going through, he had the nails in his hand. He had the cross on his back, but he had you and me on his mind. See, that's something right there. That really grabs a hold of my heart. And, and I want to share that with everybody I come in contact with. Don't have to beat them up with them. Just share it with them. You know? And that's the whole thing. But there's something about being forgiven that brings some power in your life, right? Now think about this. I'll give you another example. If a guy does a crime and, and, and say whatever it is, and it's say uh, it's 25 years. That guy goes into prison, right? And in 25 years he comes out of the prison, right? Because it shows that the the penalty has been paid, right? You with me? He can never be accused of that infraction again, right? Because he's already served his time, right? Now, where were all the sins of the world put? On Jesus, right? Right? And he paid the price and he paid the penalty, right? And when he came out of the ground, guess what? You and me are forgiven. What does it say here? Look at 14. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Let's roll back on 13 right here. He forgave all our sins. He forgave all our sins. See, it is finished. That's the proof because the penalty had been paid. He is risen, right? After three days, we get to rejoice, didn't we? But you know what? A lot of people hear that message today and they go, oh, yeah, that's great. And it won't penetrate their heart. I'm praying that it penetrates your heart today. See, that's the powerful truth of the gospel message that we need to proclaim. So let's just move on to some proclaiming, all right? Good deal. There is power in forgiveness. How many know that? It works on both ends. It works on both ends. It's powerful for the one that you have given forgiveness. And when we receive forgiveness, it's powerful for us. See, when we realize we're forgiven, something comes alive in us, man. It starts producing that unexplainable joy. People ask, why are you so happy? Because I'm forgiven. Does that mean I can do anything I want? No. But from my relationship, I want to do right. And I lean on the power of God to walk it out. And when I blow it, I turn back to him and say, God, I'm sorry. Help me. Fix this thing. Let's work it out. I need you. I need you. So if you're here today and you feel like that, you need Jesus. 
We're all in the same boat. And he's here and he's willing and he's ready. Amen. So it produces that joy we can't explain. It also does this. It breaks the shackle of sin and gives us strength for our soul. You don't think so? You find somebody that, 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 that are harboring some, some rough feelings and won't forgive others. Or they, they feel like they haven't been forgiven. They don't know about the good news of Jesus Christ. Guess what? They, they, they get short temper. It starts working on their health. Man, it is well with my soul when we know Jesus, right? But see, what happens is it just starts to take and just crush us down. But the good news is that the chains of bondage have been removed. The key is this. Forgiveness. Who's forgiveness? Jesus is our key to forgiveness. Amen? That's right there. That's what I want you to share right here. Christ is the key. It gives us the presence of Christ. Total access. See, when the presence of Christ causes change. See, when we're talking, man, sometimes me and Chuck are praying and he said, man, I just feel the presence of God. Something's going to change. Something's going to happen. Because you can't be in the presence of God and remain the same. He's just that good. He'll turn your heart back to him. He'll bring healing to your body. He'll strengthen your soul. But see, we have, when we, when we come in and we praise, what we pray is this. God wants to inhabit the praise of his people. So when we're praying and we're praising God, it opens the doorway, right, for the miraculous to set up camp in here. Set up camp in your heart. Set up camp in this place. And it doesn't have to change when you leave here. Carry them with you, all right? So this is what we look at. We tap in to the unlimited resources of Almighty God when we open up and start praising God. When our hearts are pointing to God. If you need wisdom, ask God. We got total access. If you need courage, ask God. Seek Him out. Seek Him out. Spend time with the Father. Amen? Amen. Mm. His presence gives us power and the desire to proclaim His goodness. See, when, you, when we're spending time with God, guess what? We want to change things in our life. We want to allow God to work in our life to, so that we can be an ambassador of Christ, be a mirror of Christ, right? It gives peace to our soul. Knowing that His sacrifice is greater than our sin gives us a glimpse of the power of God at work in our life. You see what I'm saying? It gives us a glimpse of the power of God. In our life. See, that's something to share. So here's the deal. It always comes down to making a decision. It always comes down to this. Am I going to believe? Am I going to trust? Am I going to receive? And that's the message today, guys. We need to be sharing our faith. We need to be sharing our testimony. That doesn't mean you've got to stop traffic out there and tell somebody what God's done for you. But you know what? When the opportunity comes up, don't shrink back. Allow the Holy Spirit to move in your life to share the good news of what he's doing. You know what? When I got to share with my friend that was going something in his business, I got to share about the love of God and what he's been doing for us, each one of us. And he got to pass that on to somebody else. And I know that man's going to be thinking because I know my buddy told me, he said, let me tell you, it's the grace of God. You're working here. But you know what? He's in a forgiven business and that's my heavenly father. And I want you to see him here today. That's powerful. That's the love of God. So we need to share his love. Sometimes we don't feel like it, but you know what? If we look at that cross and see how much we've been forgiven, don't you think we ought to share a little bit of that? I think that's a good thing. 
Holy Spirit is our gift from God to lead God and direct us in the ways of our Heavenly Father. See, we don't have to figure it out on our own. All we need to do is go to the foot of the cross and ask God to work on our behalf to show us to illuminate things in our life. And the Holy Spirit is our gift in us. He's the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead. He's the Holy Spirit that will quicken your heart. He's the one that will make you well. Amen. So I want to tell you with this, when we roll this thing around here, I want to ask you something. Knowing Christ is risen and we are forgiven. Does that bring grace and mercy alive in your life? Are you walking it out when you receive this? Knowing Christ is risen and we are forgiven brings grace and mercy alive in our, our life. See, when I brought that back up to my friend about what he'd been forgiven for and I've been forgiven for and everybody's been forgiven. Guess what? The next thing he was able to do was to give forgiveness, to give mercy, to share love. Isn't that what we want? Because when our hands in the cookie jar, man, I want grace and mercy, right? I want it. But see, when, when it's my cookie jar, we want, we, want, we, we want the hand, right? We want payback. But you know what? It's all been paid back through the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. So when you look at a cross, I pray that you look at it a little different when you leave here today. As tough as it is on Friday, knowing what... Christ went through. I want you to know that Sunday is here and he is risen. I want you to understand this. When we talk about our redemption, our sins being forgiven, it's for eternity. You know why? Because it was a one-time payment for the sins of the world. A one-time payment for the sins of the world. And that's what we got to get in our minds. We've got to realize that he gave it all. He gave his best for each one of us. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. So we come to this part. We're just going to get real, real. What's it all about? What are you going to take away from here today? What are you going to allow God to show you in your heart that needs to be turned over, that needs to be strengthened, that needs to be forgiven, whatever it is? You know, some of us, like I said, we're just checking the Easter box. I talked to a guy when Denise was doing some shopping yesterday, and he said, yeah, I'm going to go. We, we, we usually go on Easter. All right, I'm not dogging anybody. I'm just saying, man, I want you to have the best. So if I want you to have the best, you need to be eating all the time. Just don't come over once a year to feast. I want you to have it all the time because that's what God has bought for you. Don't leave anything on the table. He's did it all. And it's all about Jesus. Amen. It's all about Jesus. So I pray that while we're here today, I pray that this message will transform our hearts. You know, this whole body, I'm seeing more of it as the time goes by. It, It starts wearing, man. It starts wearing out. But your soul and your spirit last forever. And you know, we've done a couple of little skits and little things to try to show people just how short this life is and how long eternity is. It's a long time. It's a long time. And we're going to spend somewhere in eternity, either in the presence of God through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or to be hell without Him. So today, as I share this with you, I want you to know that the payment has been made for you, 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 for me. Are you going to receive the payment? Are you going to take hold of that? So as she's praying, playing, and I'm praying, I want to ask you to close your eyes and think about what was said today. We covered a lot of ground, but everything pointed back to Jesus because it's all about Jesus. So if you're here today and you never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what? Today's your day. 
just like I showed you about believing and receiving. It's about asking the Lord to come into your life and forgiving you of your sin. It's about confessing with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believing in your heart that God raised him from the dead. He said, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So if that's your prayer today, I want you to look right here. Raise your hand. Nobody come where you and say, you know what, that's, that's me today. That's me today. I'm going to make it personal today because I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to come where you're at. I'm not going to track you down. I'm going to pray for you right where you're at because today is the day that God says, you know what, you're worth it. You're worth it, man. You're worth it. I don't care what you did. I don't care what you may do. God's grace is bigger than that. So I invite you today to ask the Lord into your heart. What a better time than Resurrection Day today. Lord, I thank you for those here. I thank you so much that, uh, that the people are really thinking about what you, you shared today and what you've done. And Lord, I pray that you take the message and make it so much more. And I pray, Lord, today that you are. Don't let folks buy the lie that, well, maybe next time or maybe I'll clean up. You can't clean up. If you could clean up, he didn't have to come. None of us can. But he came and he rose again. And we celebrate that today. So, Lord, I just say uh, thank you, Lord, for forgiving us. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Thank you, Lord, that you have made it well with our soul because of your sacrifice. If you're here today and you feel like, man, I, you just don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what's this. You know what? I don't need to. God doesn't miss a trick. He doesn't miss anything. And he still extends his hand of grace to each one of us today. Don't push it away. Receive it with an open heart. And get back on track and plugged into what God's got going. I want you to hear this. You've been redeemed for eternity. That's the precious blood of Christ. That's the love of Christ for his children. In Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Give the Lord a hand clap.